Good day, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into part two of this uh, interview, this episode with Malcolm Nickens, my brother. Um, I think that the most interesting part of this episode is when we talk about when Malcolm was in D.C. protesting and he saw the groups of people that were actually inflicting, you know, violence against buildings and whatnot and it just made me wonder how many incidents like that uh happened across the country with that particular demographic because um, it it wasn't um accurately depicted on tv um and so um yeah this episode is really good um uh, to say again, um, Malcolm Nickens, uh, he's a brother, he's a friend, um, he's a good guy. Um, he's a 20-year-old car salesman and an Eagle Scout. He, uh, he's always had a passion for um, the welfare of black peoples, and he is uh, seeking and finding larger platforms to voice his opinion. I'm so excited for his uh, future and that endeavor. Um, and... Um, yeah, thank you so much. It was an honor to interview my uh, beautiful brother, uh, Malcolm Nickens. And um, thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy the episode. So like, so like, here's like, here, so here, so here's my question. Why did you like the D.C. protest more than the Prince George County protest? Because I felt, I felt, felt like I felt like there was a more impactful movement going on in DC as mm. opposed to as opposed to uh in 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 in, in Upper Marlboro. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know. I, I don't want to say that 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 violence is the answer, but when there when there's a clash, there's going to be some kind of reporting. When mm. there when there when there's a very visible difference in opinion or 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 action against action there's going to be some kind of some kind of uh some kind of documentation as mm-hmm. to okay this just happened as opposed to oh well but perfect example you 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 the ratio between between us hearing about these court hearings and and blase blase blah as opposed to people fighting as opposed to people to people like in each other's faces as opposed to people like you know actually on the front lines demanding pushing for 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 justice for 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 action mm-hmm. the the latter the latter half is going to be is going to be heard about much more and at a much more effective light i guess you know what i'm saying like court hearings yeah i mean we're going to hear about the verdict but we're not going to hear about the details that went into the verdict you know what i'm saying like like Unless they were already brought into light, they're not going to show. Okay, well, they had this ten out, this ten hour, uh, this this this, this ten hour hearing for a two minute verdict, mm-hmm. as opposed to you watching the entire hour or two hours or three hours that people are outside protesting, and you're seeing the results in front of your eyes. You see, you see, and 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 maybe a year or two down the line. The result of that of those of that protest or that that string of protests, you see, 
you see it and it, and it doesn't go away. It, it's not forgotten about. It, it's not. To, March on Washington, we're still feeling the effects of that. Uh, 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 the Million Man March in 1995, still feeling the effects of that. Mm-hmm. Um, um, March for Our Lives last year for um, for, um, for 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 gun reform in um, schools, still feeling the effects of that right now. Yep, so yes, sir. I, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like those kind of things are more effective than what yeah. happened in Upper Marble. Yeah, it's crazy because in Upper Life, so you're, so you're the first person that I've talked to that have been to a one protest that wasn't as organized as, like, like you, you've been to, like, one organized one in Upper Marble, and, like, you've been to one that's not, I would say not as organized as the one that's in Upper Marble. And mm-hmm. sometimes when people have these organized protests, people feel like they're not getting a lot accomplished because there's not a lot of, there's, there's not enough being done. Whereas if you're at a protest, sometimes that, that's not as uh, uh, organized, there's, like, there's more substance, you know? Like there's things that need to be heard at, these, at, at the protests that are, that are not as organized. Um, right. And some and and you're like the first person that's that said that, but I think that like that that's important to say because some people will assume that just because a, a, a protest is more organized and because it's like police walking with you and stuff like that, then you will have a better experience. But that might not be the case. Like you might just feel like, hey, I feel the same way I felt after the protest. You know what I'm saying? Whereas the first one, the first one that you went to was transformational for you. Yes. So, and so, yes. so, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to condone, you know, having protests that aren't organized. But what I am saying is if you, if you are going to have a protest that's, that's organized, make sure that it is a transformational experience for, for folks, yeah. you know, yeah. make sure that what y'all are saying are not just, just like the cliche stuff and just making, making everything seem like everything's people, peachy cream you have to have these difficult conversations at these protests you have to agitate during these protests you have to talk about what's really going on our 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 suffering we can't just be tap dancing at these protests we have to be vigilant during these protests um because because our black women are dying and are crying because of black men's deaths and and it's it's not nothing that's that's light it's nothing sweet about it. There ain't like this is coffee with no with no cream. You know what I'm saying? Right. This is just black coffee. You feel me? Um, yeah, now, yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> from like the first protest you talked about, you know, on the way home, you were kind of it was silent and it was basically reflective, and it really and you, you were just shocked that that even happened, uh, and that that happened while you were there. Um, so how was the ride home from the second protest? Be honest with you, um, I, I like directly after I, I, I got, I got it, I got into a, I got, I got into my, into my jam or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So I, I was just feeling good on the, on the ride, on the ride home, you know what I'm saying? I, like, of course, I'm, I'm still Big in that be all right? Like you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. But like 
it wasn't it wasn't so much of let me let me go and think about what just happened. Let me it was more so of let me go ahead and think about what can be done in the future. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like not 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 so much like okay, this just happened. This was said. This this resonated with me. Nothing resonated. Nothing resonated with me at that at that march, except for the fact that under the under the right circumstances, under the under the well, actually, not, let me not say the right circumstances. Under the necessary circumstances, people can 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 come together and really lobby or rally for 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 a real effective change. But it was just so the impact of it was so underwhelming and so I hate to say it, so insignificant that mm. it, it, it it was just so. Like it was, it was, it was cool. It was a cool little function. It was a cool function, but I don't know the 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 ride home. I'm just I'm, I'm it's, it's back to, it's back to business as usual for real. You know what I'm saying? And like and like that's the thing. Like I don't even I wouldn't even consider it lobbying. You know what I'm saying? And and right. I, and like because 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 when I think of lobbying, I'm thinking about basically influencing the actions of our public officials so right. you know i'm thinking about okay what are we demanding of our public officials right and it seemed as though you were saying that hey like we're not asking for anything it's just kind of like hey we're just going to hold hands with, the, with these police officers as if they're not hunting us down and so and so it's like I, so we should be lobbying, you know what I'm saying? Now, I have my, 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 you know, state officials, my legislatives, my, my, my legislators, um, like written on my wall or not on my wall, on my uh, whiteboard, because I want to rememberize who these people are. Cause that's what my ancestors did. Like they, like they had to know at least, especially like, especially my recent ancestors, like my great, my, my grandmother, my great grandmothers. Like they like, they at least knew, you know what I'm saying? Knew who they voted for. I think that like a bigger part of not only like, you know, not only paying homage and honoring the people who sacrificed for our right to vote, but also just, you know, having a say in what goes on in our neighborhood, having a say in, you know, like how the budget should be, should be, uh, should be, should be used things like that, like how different things should be changed. It's like, we have to vote, you know what I'm saying? And so, you know, um, if you're listening to this and like, you don't know your governor or your lieutenant governor or your state senators, just, you know, look it up. Like you just go to like, and you can go to rock, rockthevote.org and just type in like your state and then like your uh, county or whatever. And then they'll go by like your address and like they'll tell you who your who your representatives are. So, you know, definitely go ahead and do that because honestly, yeah. that's something that like few people do. So like like me saying this, I'm only expecting only one person to do that. Um, cause like it's kind of like I remember like back in when I was in business 101, they taught me, okay, you always want to follow up with whatever person that you that you uh connect with you know as far as like connections right. with business or whatever and with with our resources with human with human capital 
you always want to follow up and you always want to have some type of consistent communication with people and be and you, you want to do that because because most people ain't gonna do that and so you have to do what most people ain't gonna do you know what i mean and i believe that when you vote for people you vote for you're voting on behalf of people who cannot vote first of all who have gotten that right strip, strip away from them but two you're also voting for you're also voting for folk who either chose not to vote or can't can't actually pay for a stamp to, to send it in or you know they can't get their mail because their mail gets robbed or whatever like you're voting for, for for folk who actually like can't vote that actually have a place to live um and so your vote like when you don't vote you're voting for like the wrong person and yes. that like i think that conversations like that should be ha should be had at these at these protests like uh i'm big on you know courageous conversation like when you when when people are contemplating uh you know wh whatever it is whether 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 it's in religion whether it's in um their future uh uh, uh occupation whether it's whether it's in um you know their role in the black lives matter movement or in the movement for civil rights and human rights and human rights for uh black people in america it's like we should encourage asking courageous questions we should encourage asking those difficult questions because it's through those difficult questions that we get phenomenal answers to those questions they might they may not be the best answers but we seen that these answers to these questions have gotten us through these years um in a progressive way and we have to look to the progressive way of things and not keeping up the status quo right um that there is always room for a better society there is always yeah. room for a better america there's always room for a better better state of black people and so we should hold ourselves accountable and then hold each other accountable accountable to uh you know to to keep people who represent us accountable to keep our representatives accountable to keep our de our delegates uh, accountable to keep our you know people who are our delegates in our district or our lieutenant governor or our sheriff you know i know that our sheriff is melvin high you know what i'm saying one of my like melvin high like you know there's some things that i disagree with him on some things i agree with him on but like i have to go to these to these state meetings you know what i'm saying when i can not all the time because you know i'm in school I, you know what i'm saying like i have i have responsibility i'm saying but we have things called email and we have you know times when we we can actually sacrifice okay i have to go do my public duty i have to do my public duty and go to at least one or two of these uh meetings to see what's going on to see how like how they like what's the lingo what's their like like what's their um perspective on black on black crime and things like that like i need to know what's going on uh in, like in my city it really is like a global change always starts local a global change always starts local when we look at the montgomery bus boycott that was really the driving for well, the montgomery bus boycott and was the killing lynching of emmett till but both of those was really like the the you know when rosa parks had really you know said she wasn't going to get up from like like on that bus you know what i mean but it was really before Rosa Parks. It was really Claudette Colvin. 
but I don't want to get into that. But, you know, Rosa Parks, Claudia Colvin, and people like Pauli Murray, people like William, William, William Augustus Jones Jr., people like Otis Moss Jr., people like, uh, rest, in, <clears throat> rest in peace to C.T. Vivian, uh, Vivian and, uh, you know what I'm saying, Representative John Lewis, people like that who were from the young people to the old people saying, you know what, we are going to take a stand against this. And then on top of that, we're going to boycott with initiatives. We are going to boycott with a lobbyist perspective with, okay, I'm going to demand this from my representatives. I'm going to, to demand this from my delegates. Sometimes, and some things we need to, we, we need to endorse certain bills that, that, that are presented to, to, uh, to the Senate and to the HOR. But that's not all that we should be focusing on. We should, we should be focusing also on, okay, what is going on in our local community? And how can we, how can we change our public policy? How can we change the policies in which we, we govern ourselves by according to like the law? You know, because we don't want to be always in a state of, 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 of emergency. We don't always want to be in a state of, of you know, like I have to look behind my back. It's, it's kind of almost unimaginable to, 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 to think about a world where we don't have to worry about race, right? Because it's so ingrained in the fabrics of, of America. You know, I'm reading a book called The Faces at the Bottom, at the Bottom of the Well by Dr. Uh, Derek Bell Jr. And Derek Bell Jr. was was a Harvard professor, a Harvard law professor. He was, he was actually the first African American law law professor at Harvard, and he um, he actually got fired because he had advocated for the roles of black women at Harvard, and he, like he had took too big of a stand against uh, Harvard's decisions against black women. But so after he left there, he he went to NYU. And but anyway, he wrote, he wrote this book called Faces at the Bottom of the Well. And the core foundational principle of, uh, of the book is that racism is in the fabric of America. Like racism is on the, it's, it's like the, the, the basic understanding of America is, is, is built on the understanding of racism. Like it's like white supremacy and racism go hand in hand, you know? And so, uh, when it comes to the fabric of America, when it comes to what this what this country was built on physically, but also the mentality of the of the, of the country, it was built on this ideology that black people have to have to have to suffer at the expense of black. I mean, um, sorry, white people can 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 have so much privilege based upon how much black people suffer, and so. Now we don't we don't actually see our physical our physical uh, lynchings as much as they actually do happen um, because they happen when our black women are put into uh, the system for 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 crimes or for or for acting out just as much as white women act out but they are targeted in our like in our schools they're getting they're they're getting sent to to detention a lot more and our black men are getting sent to these detention centers into these into like these um what's it called turnaround schools at a higher rate than white white men um, i'm sorry when uh at a higher rate than white boys when white boys do the same thing the same yeah. thing sometimes even worse but black yeah. men just but the perception of black women 
as you know they can take more 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 uh they can take more um you know beating they can take more tyranny they can take more pain and then like the perception of black men uh black boys as oh well black black boys can you know like they, like they just tend to have this deviant behavior these are things that are taught by willie lynch these are things that are taught by jim crow these are things that are taught by people who literally have have been at the crux of the american foundation of society you see what i'm saying and now it's now it's a global ideology but so so dr jerry bell talks about this in his book faces at the bottom of the well and he's absolutely correct absolutely correct like and so even though we don't see as many public lynchings, lynchings as we do now we are not going against just the public lynchings, but we're going against the systematic lynchings. We're going against the systematic racism that that is prevalent in our community. You right. know, our, like the educational, like even 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 the whole the whole idea of like white Jesus, things like that, and how everybody in the Bible was right when was white when literally nobody in the Bible was white. You know, what I'm right. saying? it's like everybody in the Bible was not white. Everybody in the Bible had some type of tan. You know, what I'm saying even even people like like uh. Like my homie Moses. Moses was mixed. You know what I'm saying? My man, my man was Egyptian and Hebrew. You know what I'm saying? But guess what? The Egyptians weren't white. In right. in the in the Hebrews weren't white. So right. guess what? We're talking about two two. <laughs> talking about two folk of color. You know what I'm saying? Two folk of color. So anyway, like white supremacy has plagued our our understanding of the word of God. It's played our understanding of, of 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 ourselves and our history. It's played our understanding of this this country's history. It's right. played our understanding of of world history. Like it's really played how we how we how we embody ourselves in this in this fight for justice and equality and freedom <clears throat> for Black people. You know, it's like Jesus did not just come here just like to be cool with white people. Like Jesus ain't ain't like god ain't the god of america you know what i'm saying god is the god of all of all creation you know what i'm saying so and jesus came to liberate the captives to set the captives free and who is and who is the captives right now us you know what i'm saying and so the thing is you know i'm sick and tired of being sick and tired i feel like i feel like fanny um Hammer said hey I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. You know what I'm saying? And she she was vigilant. People try to act like Fannie Lou Hammer was like Rosa Parks. But no, like Fannie Lou Hammer was vigilant. Fannie Lou Hammer had a shotgun at every at every corner of her house. And every time white supremacists and KKK members came to her house and shot into her window, she shot back. That's what Fannie Hammer did. That's a boss. You see what I'm saying? And so the thing is, we don't even have a good understanding of our own history. And I think that, you know, we need more teachers that teach the truth about, 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 about history. We need, we need more educators that educate our children without highlighting white people and degrading black people. Yeah. We, need to, we need to understand that, okay, Pythagoras and Plato and Socrates studied in Timbuktu. You know what I'm saying? They studied under, 
under under the under the under the, under the leadership of Mansa Musa's University of, T of Timbuktu, which was the biggest university of all of human history so far. Um, and these Greek philosophers studied under us. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we talk like black people have been such a giving people. The pe people of deep mel deep melanation have been such a beautifully giving people a, a people that just have been open arms to to to, to particularly europeans and we kind of felt bad for europeans and so the thing is like i'm not saying that we shouldn't be nice to them anymore that's not what i'm saying uh, but what i am saying is we need to have a strong under we have to really we need to do better with our understanding of our history. We need to do better with our with our with our uh, with our um, obligation to do what is what is right to hold people accountable to to hold ourselves accountable, you know. And we need to do it with integrity, with courage. We need to do it with understanding that we can't ask nobody for freedom. You have to demand freedom, you know. Uh, my next question is, um, so I want to preface it by saying that I don't, I don't want to, I don't, I, I don't want to come across as if everybody who works for like a mainstream news, news corporation has ill intentions or anything like that. But my, like my question is, has mainstream media and news corporations reported on protests accurately? No, 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 they have not. How so? How so? So okay, so I I can only speak on what on what I saw. So um, when I when I was down in, when I was down in DC, um, I did I did I did so I did I did see some people trying to inflict violence and harm up, upon um upon different businesses and whatnot. I did not see one black hand throw throw one rock. I did not see one black hand spray one line of paint. They were all white people. You're not gonna see that on on the news. Um. Of course, of course, pe people like like news outlets like 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 CNN and uh and um I I I think NBC, um they 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 would show how police were treating the protesters, but not to the degree as uh of, now they were showing, but not in a one hundred percent realistic light. They they mm -hmm. they would they would still show hey you know this is happening but hey still support the police you know or or hey the uh uh they these these people might be the new Nazi uh, Nazi soldiers but hey still support the police <laughs> you know what I'm saying like it's it's it, it was it was just such like it was almost like like a, like a half-ass job not even almost it was a half-ass job. Cause you, they, they knew they knew what what they could have shown, but as in fear of of retaliation from forty five, ah, let me not let me not put that on the airway. Let instead instead of showing what actually happened, let me go ahead and go to a movie to to um to World War Z and show Philadelphia in the movie when it was burning. Philadelphia was never was never burning to such a drastic degree that you can see multiple plumes of smoke. Just going into the into the atmosphere at once. That, that, that's what? No. The last thing I, last time I saw that was like 1992 with, with um with, in LA. 
So that mm-hmm. that in itself, that 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 specific clip showed me okay, that they they're not gonna show show it for what it really is. So since mm-hmm. then, I've just been going to Twitter, I've been going to Facebook, I've been going to Instagram, I've been going to put to places that have no that, that really have nothing to lose to to mm-hmm. to show what's actually going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean. I was just saying that that I remember like when I was young, like when I when I, when I just started doing like research, I'll be like, look, like I can't get my information from places that aren't credible sources, but I changed my perspective a little bit because I found out that a lot of these news corporations have they get money from attention, you know what I'm saying, and they need headlines. That's why every time go on Fox News or MSNBC or CNN, they have the headline right there with smaller headlines zooming across because mm-hmm. they get money from viewership. You see what I'm saying? Now, that is at the expense of telling the truth and telling the truth accurately, right? So it's like a lot of these news corporations will will be telling a lie with sprinkles of the truth. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, it's kind of like, like, like what you're getting is not what's really going on because you're getting, like you only get like a portion and how they explain it is, 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 is highly slighted. You know what I'm saying? Right. Sometimes it's too, quote unquote liberal and sometimes it's too quote unquote conservative, you know what I'm saying? And so for me, I think that um, you know, like 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 I had used to think, okay, you know, I can't get my my, my information from like places that aren't that aren't, you know, deemed as, you know, established places. But now I'm like, as far as what? I mean, if we're talking about like protests and you know looting and things like that rioting and things like that like you have to listen to to the people you can't you can't put your trust in like news stations that like that have like i'd rather get my information from, from from people who have nothing to lose people that just are just telling the truth people that are on ig live facebook live protesting you can see it live you know what I'm saying? Right. Excuse me, you know what I'm saying? From from the protesters' perspective, not from the perspective of a news corporation where some hierarchy person is telling them, okay, go to like this area and say this with this, with like these people. No, no, no. Like, I want the raw footage of somebody going to a protest and taking me with this. I want that footage. You see what I'm saying? And so I think that that is going that this moment is really changing how people even view what is good footage like what is good evidence like like you know how do we get our information and i think that it, uh you know like that's going to be interesting in like the long term of things because people are going to be quoting t- tweets people are going to be using tweets and hashtags and uh uh, Instagram live saved saved Instagram lives that are on YouTube, whatever YouTube videos, for you know for like future reference. You know, right now we use like the Rodney King video. We we have the picture of Emmett Till. We have you know what I'm saying we have 
uh, uh, interviews of folk who, who were interviewed during certain protests or after certain protests, after certain riots, during certain riots, yeah, et cetera. But now we have, we have so much more media now. Um, I think like that's just going to change how we even view, uh, you know, what is the right way to get this type of information. You know, and I think that like our art, like people's people who are living now, like our kids are going to be looking back on, you know, 2020, like they're going to be saying, hey, like, how can I get this information? And they're going to be seeing tweets. They're going to be seeing IG lives, Facebook lives. You know what I'm saying? So that's going to be very interesting. Um, so I have a couple more questions. How, like, this question is kind of, is kind of, is kind of like a tough question. And I want to preface it by saying that I don't expect systematic racism to 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 end like tomorrow, you know. But I do believe that like we have to, you know, stay hopeful and work towards the mark, you know. And and like you said, like faith without works is dead. So, what can we do to end systemic racism in our society, or work to? I, I feel like I feel like it can't really end until we're heard until and until we're heard in such a way that our words and our actions are almost ingrained in your memory. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I, I at this point I don't care what happens as long as actually I, let me not say that as long as nothing too extreme or too violent happens i don't care anymore because it's this has gone on for too long it's been too many things it, it and it will be too, it will be more things before before some real change happens so it, it, it starts it starts with the higher ups listening we we as a people need to vote not 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 just in presidential elections but in Sheriff, when somebody's going for the sheriff, when somebody's right. going for, for for the school board, when somebody's going for for uh, senator uh, delegate, yep, yes, because the like those are people that actually pass the laws. President has no power with that. So if you want to see a law being Ooh. changed for real, don't like I'm not going to say don't don't care about the president as much as you do, but have it be a, a even distribution for who you care about. And who you want to see in the offices. Now, of course, there's going to be those people that have the opposing differences. But, and th this is just in this area, Prince George's County is the most wealthy black community in the United States of America. <laughs> the power we have in this area is so, it, it's, it's there, but it's almost forgotten because they don't know how to use it right. Mm. We don't. We as we as a whole, as a collective. Now, of course, me. I'm get. I'm assuming you, uh, people in my circle. I don't. I don't allow myself or anybody else around me to have a voice and not use. It. So mm. I. I can. I want to speak for myself. I use my voice, and so do the people around me. But there are people that I that I do know that don't use their voice like mm -hmm. they should. And if they did. God, it will be such. It it, it, it can it can start right here, and it can mm -hmm. trickle throughout throughout the state. Then the 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 the, the East Coast, 
then the Midwest, then the West Coast, and then it, 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 it's, it's, it's going to get to a point where all 48 contingent states are, are one, like, like the name of the country suggests, we're all united. We ain't united right now. We have never been, and it'll be a little while before we are. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> if, 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 like, if, if, every, if everybody just did what they were supposed to do, Everybody did what, what they were what they were granted the right to do. If everybody if everybody ate the fruits that our grand if everybody ate the fruits of the seed that our grandfathers and great grandmothers and great 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 grandmothers and great 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 aunts and whatnot fought and bled and cried and and and, and agonized over, it would be so much different to and and for the for the better. You know what I'm saying? Like right. Yeah. No, like we we have an obligation to use our voice. Like you can't I like I question if people are even conscious or aware if they don't use their voice. Like you have to right. use your voice. It's not something that is an option to me. And I'm gonna get to that later, but like that like there is no reason why you shouldn't be using your voice. And no matter what profession you have, and no matter what your what your responsibilities are. No matter what economic status you are in, it don't matter. You should, especially right now, you should be using your voice to speak yes. out <clears throat> for the disenfranchised, for the marginalized, for the oppressed. And right now, we are focusing on black people. Right now, we're focusing on the oppression of African. If you are a black person, you're not advocating for black people. Then, then like, there's an issue. That's a big issue. For a non-black person and you are willingly being silent, then there is an issue. Right. Because yeah, I, like in both because in both of those instances, you are being a house Negro. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It is. Now yeah, it is. uh my last question before I before I like kind of wrap it up is what keeps you hopeful that our descendants will live in a better world? Oh man! Oh man! Um, for I, I ain't I ain't even gonna lie. For 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 a hot minute, I mean for for a real hot minute, I lost hope in that mm. completely. Because mm. that I'm like, for for there for for the amount of black people that's in this nation, and to see voter turnout and to see voter results. It's like it's 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 almost like some people are content with 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 staying in the condition that that we're being forced to be in right now. Mm -hmm. But where where my hope rejuvenates is in the sense social media. I I know I know social media has been a plague ever since its inception, but it's it's been it it can be it can be beneficial because mm -hmm. without social media we would not have known about half of the cases from 2014, 15 to now. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, and even if we did hear about it, they'll be fizzled out within, within a week or two. That's why, that's why I'm, so, I'm so grateful to social media for Black Lives Matter. That started out as a hashtag. And now mm -hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's, almost a, it's almost a global movement. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So that, that is my main source of hope um and also people like people like like lebron 
people like oh, yeah. people like like Kyrie like Irving, people yeah. like people like 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 Stephen Jackson, pe- people like people like um to a degree Max Kellerman, to a, like people in sports that people that, that they they know who eyes are on them. They know how many eyes are on them. They know what kind of eyes are on them, and they still say the necessary stuff that 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 needs to be heard. Like, like I, I don't know. I don't know if you follow the NBA or not, but over the last two days, um, Tobias Harris and 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 Marcus Smart, um, they both had had like pregame, not pregame, but um, post practice or post workout interviews. They wouldn't answer any questions. The only the only answer to each question was justice for Breonna Taylor. Wow. I will I will not stop until until Daniel Cameron uh, arrests the officers that that killed Breonna Taylor. It's that kind of stuff that that wow. they're like okay, like this is this is being televised nationally. This right. is on this 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 is on social media platforms that have tens of hundreds of million followers collectively, <laughs> and mm-hmm. by 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 these by these few words. Somebody's going to hear, it and somebody's going to take going to take action. I don't know when, but it's going to happen. It is wow. it, 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 it's, it's almost like a foregone conclusion. Like, okay, proof is in the pudding. Let's start eating the pudding, please. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's ingest what's being said, and then this might sound a little weird, but shit out all of the results that we need to see so it can be there. So we can be there, and, they, and and the necessary people take the necessary actions to 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 implement this this change. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Hey man, well, I think that you know that's like wonderful that like Tobias Harris. He said Tobias Harris and 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 uh, Marcus Marcus Smart. Yes. Yeah, like. But like they're doing is phenomenal. Shout out to Kyrie Irving and LeBron James as well. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to like the LeBron James, uh, the I Promise School. I mean, yeah. Uh, yes. I'm sure that I'm I'm sure that people like Denzel Washington, Dwayne Wade, uh, Michael B. Jordan, um, John David Washington. Like they're probably doing things behind the scenes that we don't even know. Um, because right. we kind of th- there's some people who are in entertainment who kind of do things on like the low you know what i'm saying and so uh i want to give love to them too but there's people like lebron james who just do stuff publicly and like like marcus smart and twice harris who like do things publicly and that like to do that it takes it takes a lot of strength and courage to do things like that and um you know we are grateful for like for like these voices that are speaking on behalf of the of those of 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 of, of uh, the fallen in the black black community. You know what I'm saying? People who have been killed because of no not warrants, have been killed for literally jogging in their own neighborhood, have been killed for literally going to the store and getting some snacks, have been killed for literally being a little girl in her own home. You know, have, like being killed for watching TV in my own crib, being killed for literally being accused of having a counterfeit bill and you know being being and just literally being being in front of a store selling stuff um it's like uh you know and then being killed and then on top of that the news justifying the killing with with uh, with insufficient reasoning 
Um, and so, you know, there was this article that I read that came out during the Bush administration, and it was called The Dumbing Down of, of America. And it talked about how America is literally getting dumber the more that we that we that we that we depend on other people to to speak on behalf to 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 like like us depending on technology to do work for us and things like that and so we have to get smarter and we have to recognize that nobody there there ain't no superman's gonna save us you know what i'm saying we have to you know we don't have any choice but like to use our voice and and like to use the gifts that god has given us to make a substantial change in our communities and um and to hold those accountable like hold the people accountable who said that, that they were going to do better hold people accountable who who have been benefiting from our dollars from our tax paying dollars and we're paying them to do a shoddy job that's not okay you know what right. I mean? so yes there are going to be uh delegates and senators and representatives who you're not going 100 agree with there hasn't been anybody in history that i've 100 agree uh, uh agree with you that that's not the point you're not supposed to 100 agree with somebody you're supposed to you're supposed to pick the best option that's the point of voting the point of option the point of, the point of voting is picking the best option in regards to what what uh values that you have according to your values like who is the best candidate according to the values that you have um so like <clears throat> even though we're like exhausted we are tired we are uh frustrated um we, we have we have a moral obligation we have a religious obligation we have a spiritual obligation like we have a humanistic obligation to to uh to um to advocate to share our voice to share our experiences to listen to black people you know what i'm yeah. saying to listen to the voices of our black mothers our black sisters our black fathers and our black sons we have to listen to each other and we have to recognize the fact that none of us are free until all of us are free the struggle is a collective struggle and just because some of us live in a better society a, a, a better neighborhood or just because some of some some of us even 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 benefit from white supremacy because of because of colorism and because of capitalism some of us have been handed down some money or some of us you know had some some type of success in business or some of us you know benefit from from looking wider than others you know what i'm saying some of us you know, some of us are mixed, you know what I'm saying? Like J. Cole, you know what I'm saying? And so some of us benefit from colorism, which is which is from racism. And so like we have to recognize that and still fight for what is right. Right. And fighting for what's right demands, demands that you use your voice. If you do not use your voice, then you're not fighting for what's right. You are being complicit in what we're fighting against. You are being right. complicit with the status quo. You're being complicit with what Donald Trump is saying. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, I'm not saying that people, like, the point is that you should, we have an obligation 
to want better for our communities, to want better for the nation, and that requires agitation. That requires speaking out. You cannot want, you cannot want better for, it's kind of like, it's kind of like if my mama is in the hospital and she's suffering from whatever she's suffering from, whether it's like a, a, a disease, cancer, whatever it is, and she's suffering, and I don't tell the doctor, hey, doctor, come back. My mama is suffering. It's like, yo, everybody gonna think that everything is cool in the hospital. But no, I have to advocate for, for my mama. If like the doctor says, hey, we're gonna give her some medicine, and, and like this medicine is, 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 a, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a medicine that my mama is, is, a, is allergic to, I'm like, yo, my mama can't take that because she's allergic to it. Now, y'all might not have known that, but I know that because my mama didn't told me. And there are things that, you know, the, there are, you know, there are certain communities that are in these hospitals that don't have advocates. And we need to advocate for these communities. You know what I'm saying? We need to advocate for our own communities because most of us ain't going to do it. During the civil rights movement of like the, like the, the, the mid-50s to like the mid-70s, like black, the, the majority of black people were not out there. You know what I'm saying? They, like they were, they were just at the crib. It was the select few of us. It was like, it, 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 was, the, it was the minority of us who, who was out there protesting. For, for for us. It was the minority of us that was that was going on those thousand plus protests that John Lewis had organized, that helped organize, you know, with like the Progressive National Baptist Convention and the Southern Christian Leadership Conference and et cetera. Like the uh like with a SNCC with with the with the NAACP. Like it like that wasn't the majority of 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 a of, 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 of black America. That was that was some of us because a lot because a lot of black Americans were like Nah, I'm good. I have my job. I want to keep my job. I want to stay cool at my house. But if, if it wasn't for the, the John Lewis's, if it wasn't for the Freedom Riders, if it wasn't for the Black Panthers, then we wouldn't have the freedoms that we have now. You know what I'm saying? So we need more folk who advocate without having the ideology that, okay, I have to, I have to say it in like a, in like a PC way. Or I have to say it in a way that's, you know, nice for everybody. To, no, 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 no. Say it how you feel it. You have to, you have to be brutally honest. You have to, uh, when you go to the, uh, Af when you go to the Smithsonian National Museum of African American uh, uh, History and Culture, there is a quote that as soon as you walk in, so basically like when you go to the Museum of African American History and Culture, um, they take you to like the bottom level. And like you like go up throughout the years from like the bottom level all the way up, okay? And there's like levels of like you go up. And there's this quote by John Hope Franklin that you see as soon as you as soon as you get off the elevator. And he said, hold on, I'm about to I'm about to I'm about to quote it verbatim because I I because I, I don't like misquoting folk. Um, he said. He said that we've got to tell the unvarnished truth. And the unvarnished truth just means explicit. It means without hesitation. It means without trying to be politically correct. It means it means without without you know sanctioning or without any type of limitation, without any restriction. 
We have yeah. to tell the truth 100% to how we feel it and what we see. So if we see somebody's knees getting, knees getting uh, kicked uh, uh, out of place, we have to say they knees was getting kicked out of place. We can't say, oh, well, you know, there was like a fight. No, if we saw that, we got to say it how we saw it. We got to explain right. the way that we feel it. So uh, white people, y'all got to listen to us. You know what I'm saying? And we're tired of being silenced. We're tired of us not being listened to. And black folks, you may you may be a black person and you may be in a nice privileged community, okay? But you have to understand that that is not most of us. And just because you feel like you're free, that don't mean that you're free. You know what I'm saying? You are not free because all of us ain't free yet. And that is the mentality that we should have. We should have a communal understanding that we are all not free yet, which means that, you know, I don't believe in the, I, you know, I think therefore I am. That is what that is what Descartes teaches uh, teaches people. Um, you know, in like in like the that, that's like a Western philosophical ideology that comes from Europe. But I'm not from Europe. I'm from Africa, and in Africa we have this term called Ubuntu, and Ubuntu means I am because we are. I am because we are as as a collective, and so I believe in that. And so that's what that's what we all should believe in. Um, so you should be advocating for your own community and hold hold people accountable, including yourself. Um, and you know, Malcolm, you had just, you had talked about earlier how you hold your friends accountable. You're like, hey, I, like if if you're not using your voice, I gotta I gotta ask you why you're not using your voice. You know what I'm saying? Because I want to be your friend, but it's like, yo, if you're not using your voice, then you know there's an issue. You know what I'm saying? Because there's like there's like too many, too many people dying, suffering, getting killed, getting lynched, you know, getting murdered uh, in the street, in jail. But like when the cameras are off, people going missing. And it's like you out here just not saying nothing. That's not OK. You know what I'm saying? So um, without all being said, man, hey, if you have anything else to say, you can go ahead and say it now. Tell me about how, how they can reach you. Um, anything like you, you like to say um, to the people? Uh, you if you have any questions, you know what I'm saying? You could DM me on, on Instagram, uh, Twitter, Groovy Mouth. You know what I'm saying? Um, how you spell that? Though? Uh, I uh, G R O O V Y Y two. Don't forget the the, the extra Y M A L. You know what I'm saying? I'm a I'm a I'm a groovy dude, so y'all gonna know it. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> all I and all I all I really gotta say is. Rest in peace to John Lewis. Rest in peace to C.T. Vivian. Justice for Toy and Salau. Justice for 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 Breonna Taylor. Justice for Elijah McClain. Um, and yeah. Hey Amen. We're praying for the for the for like the families of Breonna Taylor, Atiana Jefferson, Sandra Bland. I mean, the list goes on. Um, and thank you so much for for coming on, Malcolm. Really appreciate you, man. And um, yeah, there's like a long interview, so I'm gonna go ahead and cut it. It's probably it's probably part two of it now. So thank y'all for listening. Yes. <laughs> thank y'all for yes, listening. Sir. Most importantly, y'all shout out to my man's Malcolm. You know, tell him just you know give him some love. Black people just black people in general just need encouragement. We need love because you know we're just talked down upon all the time. So look, 
show, showing them out some love, you know, give them some encouragement, um, you know, pray his strength, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, we're going we gonna to keep agitating. We're we going to keep lobbying. We're going to keep protesting because that is our obligation. You feel me? Um, thank y'all for tuning in. Right. And that's all. Peace. Peace out. Thank you so much for listening. Um, like, subscribe, and share. But most importantly, reach out to Malcolm. Um, reach out to my brother, my soul brother, um, Malcolm Nickens. His information is in the description. Um, show you your appreciation for his transparency and his honesty, his integrity. Um, and give him some support, man. Because we need that. Um, the historian John Hope Franklin is uh, notably... Um, quoted with the quote, we've got to tell the unvarnished truth. Um, if you've been to the um, Smithsonian National Museum of African American History and Culture in Washington, D.C., um, before the uh, shutting down of all the Smithsonian museums during the pandemic, um, you might have noticed that quote as soon as you get to the um, the bottom level um, of the tour, uh, and, uh, on the left hand, I mean, on the right hand side, I'm sorry, on the right hand side, you'll see the quote, um, on the wall, um, with the light shining on it. And that quote is so pivotal, um, that I think that people don't understand that we need to listen to truths and to voices regardless of how polite it is or politically correct it is, because that's really how folk feel. That's really how folk articulate. That's really how folk think. And so we can't dummy down it. We can't wash it out. We can't silence it. We can't, well, we can do these things, right? But we shouldn't. We shouldn't. We should just take it for what it is instead of trying to manipulate it or trying to ignore it or trying to you know dummy down it or whitewash it or add season into it or whatever we should uh take the words for what they are and i appreciate um that malcolm just said what he needed to say i told him before the episode i was like yo just say it like we on the playground somewhere <laughs> Say it like we at the court. Say it like we in class. Say it like we just in the, like, you know what I'm saying? In the, uh, in like in public, you know what I mean? Or in private. Just say it naturally. Don't try to say it as if, you know, you're being like held hostage or you're chained. You know what I'm saying? I think that it's really important to be able to, uh, to articulate how you feel for real. You know what I mean? Um, and so that's why this episode Part one and part two is explicit. That's why there's some, um, um, you know, explicit words that are being said because I think that it's important. And uh, it is um, inevitable if that person naturally has those words in the repertoire. And that doesn't mean that the person is less intelligent or uh, they don't have as much exposure or whatever. That just means that in order to articulate with their point, they have to use those words um, at that moment. Um, and so, uh, again, um, thank you for listening. If you watch the entirety 
I'm sorry, watched on YouTube or you listened to <laughs> part one and part two in their entirety. Thank you so much. Don't take any part of this podcast as if it was the final say so in this person's thinking or my per- or my thinking because I, I, I was going through it and I was like, I was talking a lot too. <laughs> but um, we both have grown a lot since then, right? We both have grown um, in our perspectives and our um, knowledge base and our wisdom um, since this recording of this episode. Uh, this episode was um, recorded way back in July 22nd of 2020. And today I'm about to post this episode on uh, March 26, 2021. So it's been almost a year. So we both have grown a lot, um, you know, and, and, and you know, I just want to say that I'm excited for Ma and that, um, you know, but how he said it. And what he said needed to be said the way that it was said. That's all I need to say on that. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe if you think that this is some good content. (laughs) To stay up to date. Um, Like I said on part one. At the end of part one. This episode is the second to last episode to this uh, season. Um... And then we're going to have my last episode. And then after that, then we're going to start a new season. And um, it's going to be a little bit uh, broader than just physical protest. So I'm excited for that. Um, we're going to have some different questions. We're going to have a, a, a larger, um, um, I would say, knowledge base or a larger, um, I would say, pool of people. Um, it's going to be more um, diverse in a sense. It's, it's not going to be just people who have physically protested. Um, and so I'm excited for the future of this podcast. And um, this is the Why We Protest podcast. And I'm so excited. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and thank you for um, just being patient with me as I continue to try to, um, you know, give you all these episodes um, and Whoever's listening to this way in the future, this is like I did it. I did this for you. I I created this podcast in thinking that this would be important five five years from now, ten years from now, fifteen years from now. Um, and when people ask me about the the protests from twenty twenty, I want to be able to re- reference this podcast so that they can actually hear the voices of people who, you know what I'm saying, were in that moment. Um, And so thank you so much again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Happiness, health, love, and peace.